0: School. well not my kids but my younger siblings are still going to school um, you know my mom's still working during these tough times we had a scare a uh, family scare so that was very traumatizing and we like quarantined for two oh, weeks wow. and we ended up not having it at all so it was scary and then with the fires I think the scariest part was actually seeing it from the mountains you yeah know, in town and that was scary. All the smoke
1: all the smoke, too. All the smoke. Do you, was, do you live in Soledad? Do you currently live in Soledad? Sorry uh, to interrupt.
0: No, no. I live on a ranch by, like, the prison. So, like, not no. in Soledad. But you...
1: But. So, you still... Because, I, I, I mean, some people live, like, outside of Soledad. Um, which is fine. Uh, but, um... <laughs> they... The, like, the smoke... Like, how much smoke you were getting is different. Like, the amount of smoke I was getting here is kind of different from the amount of smoke we were getting in Soledad. I think it was more in Soledad yeah. than it was here. Um, so, that's what I meant. Like... How, how did you guys get a lot of smoke we with, did. Uh, over at the ranch?
0: Yeah, I could literally our windows would be open, you could smell like the burnt air and the smoke yeah. and it was just awful. Yeah. I went I went
1: fishing the other weekend and I came back smelling like I went smelling like I went to a barbecue. barbecue yeah. yeah, and it was it was pretty bad. Uh, but anyways, back to what we came to do. Uh let's talk about your comeuppance um growing up. I know you guys you, you guys are tight, you and your sisters, so um Explain a little bit about your siblings and how you guys came up and all that.
0: Um, Well, we're really close in age. Me and my sister are just a year and a half apart. And then um, Angel, my brother, is about six years younger than I am. But we all grew up really close. Um, We lived in Gonzales um, for about since I was in sixth grade. And then we moved over here to Soledad. And ever since, from sixth grade to high school, we were there and... Me and my sister were super close, are mm-hmm. still super close. To this day. Yeah, till this day. She's my best friend. Um, and yeah, growing up, we would wa- go watch my dad practice. He would lug us, five years old, a five year old and a four year old, to b- basketball practice. And we just watch him or read books. And I still have some of his players saying, like, hey, are you Chano's daughter? Like, I remember when you were little, you used to read books while we were practicing. And I'm like, yeah, that was me. Um, but yeah, just grew up um, into a. A blessed family household, and it was great. Yeah.
1: Awesome, awesome. And sports. Speaking, you just spoke about it, right? You, you, sports had a big impact on you, right? You took your dad took you to practice. Um, how did your love for that start? How did how did that begin? How did your love for sports begin? Was it at the practices, or was it when you got to experience it yourself?
0: I think both, because around the time when I started playing, I was around five mm-hmm. at the YMCA, mm-hmm. and um, Everybody
1: plays at the YMCA first, huh?
0: Yeah, I remember <laughs> Angelo Maturino was one of my teammates. You know Angelo?
1: Yeah, I remember Angelo, yeah.
0: Yeah, he never wanted to pass me the ball. Like, no one wants to pass the girl the ball, <laughs> Yeah, right? that's messed up, and man. <laughs> that's
1: messed up, guys.
0: Um, And around that time, my dad would take us to practice still. So it was around that time where I kind of felt familiar in a sense of, like, loving the game. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't probably until middle school when I actually was, like, Oh, maybe I'm, like, pretty good at this. You yeah, know, okay.
1: Okay, so shout-out to Miss Woodrow, huh? She kind of helped you yeah, out shout, there, or what? shout-out to Woodrow. Shout-out to Woodrow. Uh, that's another person I'm trying to get on the show, man, Miss Woodrow. she should. Think, I be think she'd be legendary to have on here, man. That would be. Um, so when did you realize, like, this is my sport? Was it during that time at the YMCA? Or, sorry, at Main Street? Or was it more towards high school? Because I, I, as an athlete myself, former athlete, I, I had a... There was a aha moment, but it wasn't that early on, but was mm-hmm. it was it really that, like, I could make something with it in, in middle school, or was it further on in high school?
0: Um, it was further on in high school. I mean, I, I felt like I was okay, like, in middle school, you know, but there you're still developing, and it wasn't until probably my sophomore year where I truly felt like, hey, maybe I can go further, maybe I can be somebody in this sport, and then... You know, that's when I started to believe in myself a little bit more.
1: Nice, nice. Since you bring up high school, let's talk about some accolades, man. You were one of the first female athletes to get a scholarship out of Soledad, man. How did, now that I say it, does that make you, like, think a little bit about it and be like, dang. Because I know, like, some people are just like, eh, whatever about it. But then when somebody else says it, they're like, oh, geez, like, I really did that. You're literally one of the first female athletes to get a scholarship to a, you know, a university, that's crazy, right? It is, yeah. It's a little crazy yeah. if you think about it. But yeah, one of the first female athletes to come out of Dad. Uh Four years of varsity? Am I, am I, am I actually accurate on that? Yeah. All right, I'm pretty sure you're one of, the first, one of the first female athletes to play varsity four years in a row as well.
0: Maybe. I have no <laughs> idea.
1: What, let me see. What else? Four times all MTAL selection. Uh, three times all county selection, correct? Yep. There we go, man. MVP two years in a row. Dang, jeez, man! Look at it you. Seems so
0: long ago. that <laughs> you're saying them. But yeah,
1: I, I, it feels long ago. We we're yeah. getting older. No one's getting younger out here. But nonetheless, those are those are amazing accomplishments that you accomplished in high school, right? Not a lot of people could say that. Um, I'm I believe you still hold records up up at the high school, uh, which is truly amazing, right? Nobody, nobody expected it. You know, did you expect it? Did did you no, no right? So. I don't, I, don't, I don't expect nothing when, when, when going into a sport. So um, for you to reach heights like that, it's amazing, right? Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your time in high school. Did you ever come across stereotypes as a female athlete? Because I know male athletes get it all the time, right? Me, head jock. Uh, you're dumb. You're not smart. But you yourself, you're a different story. You were smart in the classroom mm-hmm. and you were a great athlete. Did you ever come across any of that?
0: stereotypes um I would say the only stereotype is that with sports people in general some people right not all people think that it's easier for girls so oh maybe you're you're just good because it's girls yeah you know playing against girls or it's just luck or something like that and it really wasn't for all of the girls in South County I mean if you were on a team in general in high school that's not easy to do yeah um
1: Truly, truly is it, um, especially when you're competing against. Yeah, I, I, I had a coach, uh, Adrian, here last week. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you saw it, um, and he talked about it. You know, uh, I coach my girls the same. You mm-hmm. know, I don't coach them different from the male athletes. I coach my girls the same, and I expect them to move the same and, and do the same things. Um, and it's just kind of stereotypical for or not stereotypical, but it's let me for lack of better word, just dumb. <laughs> For anyone to think that it's easier to play sports as a female athlete than it is a male athlete, that's, yeah. that is irrelevant. That's like, yeah, I don't know how anybody said, could say that. Yeah. But anyways, let me, let me check. I want to check who's on here. I, w- I really want to see if Bonnie's on here.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't think she has the time. But
1: <laughs> Coach B on here. First ballot solid that Hall of Famer. There you go. Amazing shortstop as well, Anissa. Oh, yeah. Great Co- softball player as well. Coach Adrian Trujillo on here.
0: Yeah, he was actually my coach and my sister's pitching coach for a while when we were younger.
1: Come up being coach. Oh, coach, your art is making fun of me. All right, that's messed up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of people on here, man. So, but no, Bonnie yet. It's oh, all good. It's all good, Vani. We'll, we'll <laughs> catch you when we see you, man. We'll catch you when we see you. Um, but let's move on, right? Let's talk about. Let's talk about you know, how you started at NPC. So, what made you want to go to FBC? Um,
0: honestly, I don't know. You know, like, when you're you're going to a JC, you mm-hmm. don't have to, like, sign anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was talking to the Gav coach, and mm-hmm. I I had, I guess I had already said I was going to go there. And I switched, I changed my mind last minute because I was, like, the coaches, Coach Bates and Coach um, Aaron, super awesome people. So, um they just kept bugging me and bugging me <laughs> and showing up they even showed up to a a scrimmage between alumni and oh, no, and, wait. and students i remember that or, game. yeah and i was like uh, i guess so then one day they just um you know at the CCS game one of the CCS mm-hmm. games we had they showed up and it
1: was a wrap i just it's and over.
0: i'm so, it was the best decision i have ever made
1: let's talk a little bit about your experience there um you know First and foremost, you know, the drive up there, it's not easy, right? Um, me, myself, I I didn't want to go. I want no part of MPC just for the drive alone. Um, how was all that for you? You know, how, having to manage that time. Um, I know it could kind of relate a little bit to what your, you know, students are going through right now is time management. You know, it's yeah. so essential, especially when you're trying to get something done. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Like, how was your time management with that?
0: Well... In the beginning, I did have to drive back and forth, and time management was super important. I came back. I would come back, like, at 5 o'clock. I would be stuck in traffic for hours. I would still have homework, still need to eat dinner, still need to take a shower from practice and all that stuff. Um, So then eventually, I was blessed enough to um, actually get some roommates and move up there Mm -hmm. for, like, a year and a half till I graduated. But... I mean, people that do commute, I mean, I had to commute from SF State for a quarter, and that's oh, wow. just crazy. So I Jeez. applaud people that commute all the way to MPC, but NPC all the way.
1: Yeah, I could not do that. Well, no, 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 let's not that's not, <laughs> not say NPC. This is our house, right? This is a oh, Panther sorry, home. Sorry, okay. This is a Panther <laughs> home. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk a little bit about that. You got some pretty amazing accolades on there at NPC as well. You know, you got student-athlete. The Cutino is it? Is that how I said that? Cutino, yeah. Student Athlete of the Year. Damn that! What 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 exactly is that about though? I I kind of wanted to ask you and go off topic topic a little bit about that. And what was that uh, student of the, was was like a award that you got or?
0: Um, it was kind of like a scholarship. So there was a male athlete and mm-hmm. a female athlete that would get it, and it's just a five hundred dollars scholarship. Um, that the board would give you at MPC Uh uh-huh. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but. Um, it was between all sports, and then you would your coach would nominate you, and then um, obviously the athletic director would look into it, and mm-hmm. then you were like nominated, and then you you got it. So.
1: Um, was it like a thing that vo- coaches had to vote you in yeah. to, like other school coaches, like from other schools, or was it just your own coach?
0: Just just for. Um,
1: Okay, within NPC, the MPC school. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Makes more sense. Yeah. I thought it was like a sectional no, thing. Not you know? like state or <laughs> yeah. like that, just NPC. Yeah, okay. I was kinda like thinking about that a little bit. Yeah. But also two time all conference, you know, that's amazing itself. You know, I myself a former athlete. I could not I did not become all conference. Um I like got honorable mention, but mm-hmm. you know, the level of competition you see at a junior college from bounce backs to, you know, um people that did not have grades and couldn't commit to a division one, division two or three, whatever it may be um you know they go to a jc you know your local talent you know goes to a jc they bring out of state talent to a jc so the amount of competition you see and you face and to become a two-time all-conference is it's extraordinary right especially for youngsters coming out of saw you know not bad yeah. for a, not bad for a girl from saw that right yeah um let's see 2015 10th 10th leading scorer in the state wow wow that's crazy. It that's was, that's it super was really crazy. crazy. How was yeah. that? How was that? How was it for you those two years uh, in the court?
0: Um,
1: if you could put, if you could put one word in it. What would one you, word?
0: What would, you, what would
1: you? What would you? What would you? What would you call that season or those two seasons? That, oh,
0: that's wow! You're gonna put me on the spot like that. One super word. Super on the spot like
1: that. Um, I would say fun.
0: Fun? Yeah, I want to say a dream come true, but that's what dream come true. That's four words what? or something. Yeah, it comes. Come true, we'll,
1: we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Dream come true. A dream come true, huh?
0: It was unreal. Like it was
1: just. And it, and that's because and you were the head of the attention. of I? I mean, shoot, you were the tenth leading scorer. Are you serious? Like, did you did were did you have any of your teammates that were up there as well with you, or um,
0: that were able
1: to share that with you?
0: I had um maybe not in scoring, but uh-huh. um, in like rebounds, I had um a teammate named Darian at the time. She was. Super tall like almost six foot. Um, so she was up there in rebounds. She was really good. Uh, I think she got um, Accepted into CSUMB to play, but then life happens, you know, so yeah um, Yeah, I had I had pretty good teammates that cool were up there
1: and then you transferred mm-hmm. SF SFU SFSU There you go. It's a little S U. there we go you got a scholarship to SFSU let me run me through that day what what was that day like your day that you committed and you signed to SFSU how was that for you
0: um it was exciting just because what happened before that I really the coaches at SFSU San Francisco State they weren't really looking at me Mm -hmm. and one day my coach calls me up the day before tryouts Mm -hmm. and then she's like I got you a tryout. You need to go get your physical. You need to um, go do this, this, and this. And I was like, no, I really don't want to go. And then I ended up going, and um, I performed. I practiced like how they would practice us if we went there. Mm-hmm. And then I left right after, and my my coach, Bates, called me from MPC, and she's like, why would you leave? The San Francisco State coach wanted to talk to you. And I felt that they didn't like me because no one was coming up to me. And no. And she's like he wants to offer you a scholarship. And I was like, what? And then she's like, yeah, he really liked the way you played. And then it was this process. And he's like, you have till this day a deadline to accept. And me thinking, I wanted to go to Oregon to play. Oh Wow. I mean, I was going to have to pay a lot of money to go there. But I was like, thinking back now, I'm like, why did I want to do that?
1: But was that your dream school though? Oregon? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: No, I just, I think I just. You just wanted to go out you know, of I staying, just huh? to stay. There you go. I was ready to go, <laughs> but, I mean, the day I signed, I was like, wow, it was all worth it. Like, all the hard work, all the early mornings. It so, was,
1: so you know. before we go into the accolades, um, I did, I did read, I did, I was told by you, um, or I, you sent me the form of, you know, how many your statue and all that. And we read it, I read it up, and. And you know, I wanted to have all that ready for us. Um, you On there, it did say seven starts as a junior. I kind of want to kind of go into a little bit and exp- and, and I want to I talk about what you were going through, right? Seven starts, what were you going through mentally um, at that time? Because it's tough for an athlete um, to commit to go somewhere and, you know, let's, let's be real, right? They feed you this eye candy, this ear candy, right? I like to call it ear candy, um, telling you you're going to start. You're gonna be, you know, the head of our program. This, this, and that, and you know, you get there, and it's not what was told, right? Um, nonetheless, you know, you you expect to work hard and earn it, right? At the end of the day, but what what were you going through mentally when you know you did not get that starting role immediately?
0: Um, it kind of felt like a kick in the gut. It was a gut check. Mm-hmm. I mean. It took me a while to realize, you know, you you go from being really, really good at MPC in high school, and then you get here and you, th- you still think you're really, really good, which you probably are. But you have to think that everybody else that has a scholarship there is just as good as you, if not better. And it took me like a second to realize that. So, I mean, it took me a while to kind of accept my role as a player. Mm-hmm. My junior year, uh, my first year as a transfer at SF State, Um, but I mean, it made me work harder. I was my coach. I had never been really like yelled at, yelled at like by a coach. And then at SF state, this coach was like, uh, like hardcore, like yelling at me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, why is this man talking to me that way? It was so new to me. And, and he was all about defense and I was all about scoring. And I'm like, when am I going to get to shoot the ball? And he's like, no, you can't play if you can't play defense or rebound against six foot girls. And I was like. All right, that, if that's what I got to do to play, that's what I got to do, but um I mean, it was a kick in the in
1: the It was gut. a reality check, yeah. huh? Uh, you know what? Uh, and a lot of us go through that. A lot of us have to go through that reality check and that, you know, gut check, you know, telling us, you know, you're not the best no more. There's bigger fish out here in the pond and, you know, unfortunately, we all have to go through it. Um Let's talk about your stats a little bit. After that though, you appeared in did you well actually did you appear in those last seven games? Were those were those your last seven games, your junior year?
0: I'm not entirely sure. Or was it like kinda
1: like you would get it and then it would kinda
0: I'm pretty sure they were the last seven. The
1: last seven? Yeah. Okay, cool. But then after that, appeared in twenty-four games as a senior, right? You came back and Mm -hmm. well so what clicked? You know, what what clicked for you? Um, and where did you, where did you earn? How did you earn that spot? Cause I spoke to one of my good buddies, uh, Brandon Pena. He went into, uh, East Carolina, I believe, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Brandon, but, um, he didn't get his, you know, starting spot. Um, he didn't get his starting spot either. And so he, he, wait, wait, hold up. Where am I going with this? God dang it. I was talking about. Him not getting a starting spot and then you getting your starting spot, right? So, how what were how you we going? What were we going through at that time?
0: Um. So I think that I, you know, most people work really. I worked really hard to get the earning spot. You know, mm-hmm. like whenever the chance, the opportunity came up, I was going to be ready. And unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. My teammate, who was the point guard, she got injured. Okay. And she twisted her ankle, and she was going to be out. And my coach is like, well, we need a point guard. So, Felicia, you're up next. Like, get in so there. So, that
1: was the moment, right? That was your yeah. time where it was like, you got to take the ticket and run with it, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. that That's what I was getting at. I was yeah. like, wait, hold on. Because one of my, my buddies did mention as well, It, it and it's, very, it's, unfor- it, it's unfortunate, um, but a lot of things do happen after somebody gets injured. And that's what I kind of wanted to know if if you got that golden opportunity after one of your teammates got hurt or did you just, you know, change up? Did you have to change up anything in your game? What what did you what did you have to change up? Did you have to do that as well?
0: Um, Well, I was a shooting guard. I was a shooter. So then I had to, like, be able to read the floor, distribute the ball, you know, and that was kind of like. Nerve wracking Mm -hmm. for me, like I wasn't really used to doing that. Like, I didn't really want to do that because at MPC, I had a solid point guard that Mm -hmm. would just find me, give me the ball whenever I wanted, and I'd shoot it and make it sometimes, right? And then I came to (laughs) (laughs) San Francisco State, and then I was like hoping that would be the same story, but Uh it wasn't. And then I was that person, but then my teammate who sprained her ankle came back, Mm -hmm. and she was put in a different position, and then everything kind of clicked as a team. And we went on, like, a three-game winning streak. Uh-huh. Um, and we didn't win very, very many games, but um, it was nice to see everything kind of, like, it was like a ripple effect, right? So, right. like, everything just finally clicked. She was supposed to be in this position. I was supposed to be here. And then, yeah, we did pretty good at the end. Nice. Despite our record.
1: Nice. What was your guys' record that year?
0: It was prob- it, probably, like, three and...
1: 20 something it's okay my dude the experience you know what i when i went to montana we only won like one game so it's like and we pretty much got spanked in the rest of them so but you
0: enjoyed it right you enjoyed being over there yeah that's what i'm saying it was it was
1: good it was a good thing to you know kind of get out and and experience something right i mean you know let's talk let's talk about that let's go off topic a little bit how was that that experience aside from sports how was that experience at sf
0: um I loved it. I love the city. Uh, it was a culture shock, for sure, from coming from Soledad, where, you know, you know everybody. There's so many Mexicans, you know, family, friends. Yep. And then you go over there, and the diversity is insane, and it's awesome, and it's different. And the vibe in San Francisco, it's huge. And yeah. so much, so many things to do, like, just around the corner. And, you know, all these people that you meet, and... So you many know,
1: different foods.
0: Yeah, foods. I mean, I'd still, like, stick to Chipotle and stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, like, it was Whoa. just awesome.
1: Yeah, you got to you had, you gotta go. Through, what was the most spontaneous or, or crazy food that you, that you tried out out there? Because there's a lot, right? There's like, soul food, Indian food. Like, did you try any of that kind of stuff out there, you know?
0: Yeah, Indian food. How was that? Um, some, some plates were good. I don't remember the plate's name. Some plates were good. Some weren't. Um, you know, just, like, with everything.
1: Okay. cool. that's cool. So what what was your transition like from high school to JC? Cuz you know, everybody has to have some sort at first you got to catch get get into a rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. Um what was it like academically? That's what I want to know. Um not in in sports so much, but more in the academic aspect of things.
0: Um I felt like it was more For me, more relaxed because I got to, I had an advisor Mm -hmm. that directed me into what classes that I was going to take and I can take them online or I can take them in the classroom and I would be with my teammates so we would all have the class together. So you would have support from, you know, so many people and meet so many people and then you have support. Um, It was different to be held accountable for your own work, right? Right. The teacher's not going to like be breathing down beg your neck you and, to you and it in, yeah um but I just I love school so I mean I felt like it was an easier transition for mm-hmm. me um but yeah
1: what about JC to SF because now that's even more of a you know you're more of a of a individual there because there's so many more students at a university mm-hmm. um so, a teacher's not really gonna give the teacher's gonna be easy to just give you that F, you know, it's not gonna try to build anything with you. So, yeah. how was that for you, that transition to that?
0: From MPC to SF, it was yeah. intimidating. Um, you'd be in like a class with hundreds of people to a class with like 30 people, and you wouldn't really know the teacher unless you took the time to go to their office hours, which I had no time to do right. that. And, right. Um, you know, yeah, they would give you whatever grade you did. If you did the work, you could get a good grade. If not, you just, um, you know, fail and...
1: You took what you got?
0: Yeah, it was it was tough.
1: Well, so yeah. what kind of advice? Because I have a lot of youngsters that, you know, um, play sports out of high school. What, what, would, what could you tell them? You know, what kind of advice would you give them about in the academic aspect? And even, I mean, even the athletic aspect of things um, that are going into those situations, right? Um, from JC to division two three one whatever it may be
0: um well in life you know like if you need help you need to go ask for it especially in the classroom if you're not getting something you need to ask your teacher your coaches will help you you have um you did like study hall hours you ask your anybody all the athletes there Mm -hmm. probably taking the same classes as you
1: probably well most likely yeah
0: Yeah, and then just to remember that you're a student athlete. Student comes first, right? So
1: there you go. Well, I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for you being an athlete, you wouldn't be a student yourself. You know, you want to be a student. So, but first things first, you got to get into the damn school. Yeah, you got to get into the school, (laughs) and you got to freaking get that work done, or else you don't play. You get you get ineligible. Uh, coach gives you an earful. You yeah, don't want to hear that. I'm telling you right now, especially if you play football. Uh, football coaches are not nice half the time. So, do not get an earful from your football coach. I don't know how. You know, same thing for basketball, yeah, right? No, yeah, no, you know, no no one's gonna share. Coach, we had Coach Adrian on here saying, I don't care if my girls, you know, I don't care if they're girls, I'm still gonna yell at them that like they're boys. So, uh, do not get an earful. Get your grades done, man. Don't be, don't be dumb. But anyways, you're not dumb. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say you're. Don't be dumb. Just don't be smart. Make the right choices. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what you do now uh, uh, back in Soledad, right? Here at By Any Means Production, we like to have people that, you know, are coming back to their community and making a difference and really getting things done by any means. Um, You yourself, you came back to Soledad and you're now an educator. Were you always like shooting for that when you were like in college? Was that your major? Did you have a different major?
0: No, I, I was, I'm actually a psychology major, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a school psychologist. I wanted to work with kids. Uh-huh. Um, so, no, I, I had no idea I was going to be a teacher.
1: Not you know? middle school kids, right? You oh, never need not
0: even middle school kids. I was hoping high school. You know, yeah. they're more, they're more they're calm. They're a little bit more calm. Yeah. And I remember I started as a sub, and I was subbing the high school kids, and I'm like, wow, they are so quiet. <laughs> I mean, I probably should have known better. Like They're probably not like this with their teachers. Yeah, you know? probably. But they were so quiet, and I'm like, how cool would it be to, like, have my own classroom, you know, be in charge of my own students? And then one day after subbing for maybe half a year or less, um, I applied for a job, and Lupe, um, the HR director Mm -hmm. over there at Soledad, she was like, yeah, do you want to be an English teacher for middle school kids? And I was like, middle school kids? And you know what they say about if you're a teacher for middle school kids? One year of teaching equals seven years teaching any other grade. Yeah,
1: I think I'm getting white and I'm just a campus supervisor, man. Oh, yeah, without you, I
0: don't know what we do. Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) We work together. For those of you guys that don't know, I work at the middle school as the campus supervisor, and she's the English teacher there. So um, we see a lot of each other. You know, she's outside. No, come on. Good morning, kids. Good morning. And I'm... (laughs) The one yelling usually in the hallways, get to class, class. get to class. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we, I mean, nonetheless, I I love what I do, man. I love those little relationships that I build with some of these kids. Um, They they just have their own little personality. Some of these guys are super hilarious. Um, Even the girls are super hilarious, right? I have female students that will walk up to me and they'll make fun of my hair. And I'm like, what the heck? And it's just, it's just, you know, the way they want to talk to you. They want to be cool, you know, so. But nonetheless, you can't let them be too mean to you. Oh, I know. But anyways, uh, <laughs> did, so then, how did you, how did you, how did you choose to go into the English? Because I mean, you could have turned it down. You could have said no. But you chose to dive into this whole, um, you know, world of being an English teacher. Did you ever like hesitate a little bit? Like, I don't want to do this.
0: Um, I know English is like a core subject, and with English teachers, like you know, the district is watching you. The superintendent is looking at scores. Mm-hmm. So. I did try to, like, I did rethink it a little bit, um, maybe going into, like, um, a different subject. Um, but I was like, I like the challenge, you know? I want to I wanna develop these, you know, young readers and thinkers and mm-hmm. teach them how to think critically and beyond what is in a text and, you know, just to get them prepared for college because in college, that's all you do is read. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I mean... I like. I was committed.
1: What What's the hardest thing about being a teacher? Middle? Uh, well, I don't want to say middle school teacher. I just want to say teacher. Let's teacher. just keep it general. What's the hardest part about being a teacher?
0: The hardest part about being a teacher is trying to convince the students. It's probably trying to convince the students that the work you're giving them is not just work. It's It's to benefit them. Right. You know, trying to have them buy into this process of like education and learning is the hardest thing for a teacher to do. Yeah.
1: In Maybe. my opinion, in my opinion. So pretty much how to motivate these kids. Yeah. I see. But your classroom's fun, man. I see uh, she, for those of you guys that have never been in her classroom, probably a <laughs> lot of you, um, <laughs> she put a little, I know a, a lot of my friends used to, you know, throw the little paper at the trash can, right? Kobe, throw the paper. RIP to the homie. RIP. You would, you would throw it, Kobe, right? Well, homie over here. She put a little basketball net around on top of the trash can so everybody could Kobe it up. So the classroom, you know, I, I feel like your classroom's a loose environment. You know, everybody is loose there. There's no kids that are like, oh, I hate being in her class. I've never heard a kid say anything bad about your class. Aww, true story. Great. True story. True story. You know, but. <laughs> but <laughs> That makes me feel bad. I've never had any kids say anything bad about our classroom. They all enjoy it. And I think that's kind of what I like. Right. I like I like to see people like ourselves. Right. That come back and and give to the kids in our community you know my i might not be doing much but you know i try i try with coaching and all that good stuff to give back to the kids in the area um but you know being a teacher is a bigger role right you spend a lot of your time with a lot of their time with you you know a lot of their time is spent with you um so you're in the essence like a parent so lot yep. i know a lot of teachers you know they refer to their students as my kids their kids you know mm-hmm. um but it's super important. I love to see it. You know, I love to see people from our community uh, go out, do their thing, come back and then serve the community. Right. Um, I think it's super important because, you know, we're from the community grew yep. up there. You know, we walked the same path that they walk. You know, it might have been you know, a little bit different. Of course, everybody has their own different uh, walk of life. But nonetheless, you know, you could always use that to your advantage. Do you use that to your advantage?
0: Um, so last year, my first year of teaching, um, I did use it to my advantage and, you know, once the kids know that you're kind of like them, yeah. like you're like them, um, they see that they can be like you in, in the end. And, um, uh, you know, some kids, the way they were raised, they already have, they think their path is already made for them. Yeah. It's, it's nice to... You know, for me to be able to relate to them and say, "Hey, you know, I had Woodrow too, and mm-hmm. when I was in PE, I had Mr. Mendoza, I had Miss Garcia, and yeah. all these teachers," they're like, "No way!" And
1: their look, their look in their face yeah. when you tell them that teacher, "Oh, Woodrow was your teacher?"
0: Yeah, I know. They're like, "What?"
1: Priceless, I swear. That lady has taught, coached, been around everybody's life for the longest, and she doesn't age, and she has shown no signs of <laughs> aging at all. And I think you could confirm that. No, yeah. Dude, she is She's a like, legend. Dude, she's like one of those big oak trees that don't. That <laughs> they just stand tall and they don't eat that. That's woodrow. Um, how effective do you think that that is so, um Truly, for a, for a student, um, um, I know a lot of people kind of overlook it. Like our district could overlook it and and disregard the fact that you're from the community. But how important is it really to you?
0: I mean. It drives my purpose, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, it was a blessing for me to start teaching here in Soledad. And I think that, you know, for me, last year, I mean, this year's differently just because it's virtual. But, oh, yeah. But last year, I mean, every morning, every morning I was so happy to get ready to go to work, to see my kids, um, you know, to see everybody there. And then, you know, to have that, like, passion like burn out of you and then hopefully instill in your students and they see they they can feed off of your energy and that's all I wanted I wanted to bring energy and love and passion into like their learning and I think it was very effective and it was you know noticeable that right you know, go, go, going there when I was younger and them knowing that kind of made
1: a big difference. There you go. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on today. We're going to go a little bit off topic what, like with the whole education system, right? That online education system. How, are you, how, how is it for, for you as a teacher right now? What, what are your biggest obstacles right now?
0: Um, probably Wi-Fi uh, reliability, mm-hmm. um, not just in my household, Um, but for students, you know, some students don't have Wi-Fi in their houses. Some students, there's so many things that I can list that are such a struggle. Like, and I feel terrible. Like some students, you know, they'll, they'll, I'll take attendance and they'll say here, but then you can hear like people yelling in the background or, you know, they're, they don't have a quiet space. So, and some people don't have Wi-Fi, so they don't come to class. But then you notice that they do their work and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's, you know, it's just yeah. frustrating and sad. Like, yeah, it's tough. And,
1: and I think that's one of the biggest things that I've been getting is uh, parents out there, please be quiet and let your kid <laughs> do the dang work, man. We do not want to see you walking shirtless past a freaking iPad. We do not want to see moms in your little spaghetti strap tank tops. I get it, you're in your home, you know, you're in the comfort of your home, but be diligent, be aware. Be aware that you know there's a camera on. People can see you. Other students can see you. Nobody wants to see that. Come on, like you're and at that point, you're you're enabling your kid to be bullied, right? Like you're like, hey, bully my kid. <laughs> you know, t- tell him stuff. And, and bullying is real, man. That, that that it stings, man. They'll be like, hey, I saw your mom in her spaghetti strap. Tell her to put on a shirt that fits her. Yeah. So you know, be 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 aware. It's not hard. To, you know, you could technically see your kid on the iPad. You know, stuck trying to get his work done. Let them get the work done for her or him, you know. Let them get the dang work done. Do not bother them. Do not bother the teacher. Do not cuss while your kid is trying to do his work because we could hear you guys. We could hear everything. Um, but yeah, like just trying to help you out a little bit.
0: Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> But yeah, because
1: yeah. you no, know, well, not only not only have they they've done it with myself, right? Because I'm I'm working from from home as well, mm-hmm. and I'm making phone calls about attendance, and I could hear the mom or I could hear the 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 mom tries to like put the phone to the side and they're like, why didn't you go to? And, and I'm like, lady, I'm right here. I mm-hmm. can hear you. You're yelling at your kid and the phone is right there. And it's just, it's just sad. You know, because they don't, they, at the end of the day, some of these parents don't even know when whether or not their kid's logging on. Yeah. You know, I've been calling about attendance and they're like, oh, well, I think they are. I've been working all, which is yeah. fine. You know, you're working. But at that time, at that at that point though, it's like, be aware a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. call the school, uh, email teachers, you know, there's, there's ways, there's ways to find out whether your kid's logging in or not and, you know, be involved. It's tough times for everybody, not just, not just yourself, right? Everybody's going through it. Everybody's going through tough times. Everybody has to adjust. Um, and I think that's the beauty of us playing sports, right? We're able to adapt and change weekly, you know, to prepare for a game. And now, you know, it's this whole year, we have to adapt for yeah. this whole year, man, Definitely. but As a teacher right now going on, um, what, what are you, what, what could we expect for, from teachers right now? Like, um, any changes, anything, any, any, like, do you guys teach lessons differently?
0: Um, well, we try to teach them the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I can speak for myself, but, um, you know, everything's on the computer now. So, you know, where I was, I would write on the whiteboard. I usually write on my, I type on my laptop and, um, you know, I'd hand out worksheets, but now I can't because some some students, you know, just learn better by actually doing it rather than typing it. And I'm one of those students, but, you know, you try to teach the lesson as best you can, the same as you would in a classroom. But um, for the most part, you know, we bring the same commitment, passion, energy, um I mean, it's hard when you're the only person showing up on a screen full of, you know, just names. But, (laughs) you know, you have to do it. It's part of the job. And, you know, if you want kids to buy into what you're teaching and what you're doing, then you have to do it. And, you know, all the teachers, um, I know all the teachers are working their butts off for sure. You know, they want the best for their students. Like, these students are practically taking college classes, right, online, like by themselves. and you know, it's difficult. Imagine, imagine taking an online class when you're in middle school. Yeah. I mean, even now I'm taking elementary. classes and it's just like, in elementary, kindergarten, right? Kindergarten teachers, I don't even know how they're doing it.
1: Yeah. And, and that's one thing, one thing that I did, um, I was talking about it with my coworker, Albert. Um, we, I, we did talk about, um, how in college now these kids may be a little bit more prepared, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. And, Honestly, I feel like if you 're not taking something from this pandemic, you know you kind of wasted the whole year because this thing's lasting the whole year. Um, but I feel like schools need to take this into consideration, especially high schools, um, giving these kids one online class. you know what I'm saying prepare them for the yeah. future, you know prepare them to 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 go into these online classes i don 't know how you took it or how it was for you, but for me, man, I was super lost with the fact of you know, I'm taking an online class, it's up to me now. Like yeah. I I I could do what I want, like I could cheat if I want to. Like I was I was so psyched, right? And right. I didn't know how to handle it. Um fortunately <laughs> I passed the class, but for me I was just like, Oh my god, I have an online class. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so cool. Like I could log on whenever I want, I could do it from bed, I could
0: Yeah.
1: That's not the that's not you know, you gotta learn and I had to learn the hard way, right? Yes, I struggled a little bit with the grades, but luckily I passed the class, you know, C's get degrees. Um I agree C's with get degrees. But um <laughs> yeah um I think it's a it, it should it should be implemented in not middle schools not elementary schools but high school you know put it give a kid a a the option you know your first period you could take it online okay you know your English your english uh class you could take it online if you choose to you know maybe that that i at least myself that's my opinion i don't know what you what do you think about that one
0: I never really thought about that, but that would definitely be a good idea, maybe not for like a core class like english or um math right just because i feel like personally speaking that a student should be in there for Mm -hmm. those classes um and but you know like for electives or any other class you know that would be
1: yeah like that would be something to do that would be something great to do right um not necessarily having to go on zoom and stuff like that but you know follow a curriculum through an e-book or whatever you know read through an e-book whatever it may be you know it's a skill that we can't we certainly need because we get to college and then we're like, well, I don't have to go to class. I'll just, oh, you know, yeah. I'll just do the assignments. But, yeah, um, long-term goal, an education system. I know, I know you have to have one. Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you have one. But um, do you have a long-term goal in there?
0: Long-term goal? Um, I want to be an administrator one day, principal, maybe of Main Street one day. Well, one day. Yeah. Not anytime one, a, soon. A good one but, that
1: will last. Yeah. At least. You know, we've had a lot of principal. Yeah, there. a lot of them. But so admin, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Would you be like a VP admin or actual principal?
0: I mean, I'll take I'll take whichever. What but you, you know, I'm gonna aim for the top. You know. But you're aiming for
1: for. <laughs> but you're aiming for solid that, right? You're aiming yeah. to stay in solid debt and you know.
0: Um. You know. Or do
1: you aim? Are you kind of like exploring wherever you wherever you land?
0: Wherever I land, but, I mean, Soledad's home. I, I love, you know, I love that I came back to teach here. You know, some sometimes people don't like to stay here, and that's that's their choice. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I just love being in the community. So, you know, maybe, maybe in Soledad. I don't know.
1: I like it. I like it. Regardless, you know, we'll be lucky to have you in any place. We'll be lucky to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody always changes from um, where they're at, right? Coach Frankie Berlanga, you know, he's up in uh, Mount yeah. Pleasant mom plays in high school i believe um you know coach art berlinga gonzalez high school right mm-hmm. um my good friend bo buller i know he comes on here all the time you know he's at hollister now he was in gonzalez so you know things change all the time and like always you have to adapt right yeah um it's just about you, the impact you make there. yeah wherever you go wherever you go yeah. uh, you know make an impact give your all and that's probably the best thing that we could do um that's pretty much it for the show, man. But before we close out, I want to know, give these people some words of encouragement. Give them, give them some, some. Uh, I want to, I want to know. End it, end it, with a little quote or something, you know. Give like them a little, cool? you know. Give them a little, a little um, A little pizzazz?
0: a little quote.
1: Cool? Oh my goodness. You missed <laughs> oh, give, a, give okay. them some words, words of encouragement. Sorry, that's that was, kind of. You
0: literally cut me off.
1: Oh, head. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Oh I was like, I got one. I got one. All right. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Very cliche, but very true. Hey,
1: straight to the point too, right? You miss shots that you don't take. That's like, you know, saying uh, quiet mouths don't get fed, right? Exactly. Quiet mouths don't get fed, you know. Speak for your rights. Speak for what you need. And especially in these times, right? We got to speak up. Speak up. It's about that time that Mm -hmm. we speak up. Oh, I think we have a question up there. Before I, you know, I was over here trying to, let let me get around these disconnect. Over here. I think we have a question, man, or somebody might have left something up here for you. Let me see. Yeah, my boy Adam Barcenas. So his question is, how was her experience? How was your experience coaching basketball? And how did she adapt from a player to a coach? Oh, I, for, I forgot <laughs> to add a question. You know what? We might extend this a little bit, man. Jeez. Let's 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 answer that question and let's talk about that.
0: Okay. So. Being a coach was, it it was really difficult for me. That's why I only did it for one year. Um, I don't want to say that I was too young because there's many young coaches that are great, like Sabrina Barrera, right? Put it away. No, I'm not that great. Yes, you. Like some have, um, you know, huge impact. um, But I felt like for me, coaching was awesome. Like I coached at Gonzalez High School and the girls were great. You know, I felt super um, relatable to them. We were like, I mean, I wasn't that old, right? It was like, what, two years ago. So I was, you know, and you know, I, I told them my, my story. I told them they can get there if they work hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the end, you know, our season, our season was not very good. I mean, I did see the girls improve, but I felt like for myself, it was, it was super hard to transition from being a player to actually, um being a at coach. that yeah coaching yeah. uh like two years ago if if I would if I could do it now I probably would and I'd probably be be better at it just because teaching is similar to coaching so I can like use skills that I've learned but at the time I was just like right, right. I wanted my girls to be good and you know the process you know I needed to trust the process and it was it was something
1: well let me ask you that um being a being a coach did that prepare you at all for all right be yeah being a coach does that prepare you at all for being a because you were a, you were a coach before you were a teacher, correct mm-hmm. so did that kind of like prepare you at all public but you know speaking in front of a crowd maybe
0: yeah, a little bit, you could say that, yeah, yeah, I think um with teaching, you know you either got it or you don't yeah. in my opinion, like
1: and well, it's just like coaching sometimes yeah right? yeah, exactly exactly. exactly. You don't just don't got it you can't you can't here we go we got another one my you know joseph molina you Mm -hmm. remember joseph molina you've got a question what is one thing you would tell your younger self in high school Uh,
0: what is one thing i would tell my younger self in high school
1: by the way why you think about that anybody else have questions go ahead and drop them now before i almost (laughs) closed out before asking Mm -hmm. everybody for questions but go ahead and go ahead and uh drop your questions if you got any
0: What is one thing I would tell, I would say, I would tell myself to appreciate all the little moments, everything, everything, because time goes by so fast, things happen, life happens, and, you know.
1: Things change quickly.
0: They do, and, you know, sometimes I wish I could go back to high school, or to college at least, you know, and obviously no one can, but Mm -hmm. yeah, just savor it
1: all. There we go, there we go. Oh, we have another question, jeez. Everybody's putting the answers in now that I... Or the questions in now that I asked. Your sister. Uh. Ask her how I was playing with her little sister. Yeah, I forgot about that. You played in the same team with Vanessa. Yeah. 2013. So how was that? Um... It was
0: fun. Like I wish, I wish we. Could. I didn't
1: get that right. I didn't. I didn't. I was in lucky enough to have that. Not a lot of people are lucky enough to have that. That's actually one of a kind. What, like something that's one of a kind, right?
0: Yeah, it um,
1: is. So, uh, was that like? Did you have to ever punk her and let her know like, hey, you know?
0: No, I just I remember I'm like super protective of my siblings. Like, I'm like a mama bear to them. Like, and in high school too, I remember like. I'm not going to say the whole story, but I remember one time my coach was being super rude to my sister and he's a coach, obviously he's mm-hmm. going to be super rude, but I was so heated. I was like, coach, why are you talking to my sister like that? <laughs> like, And then he was like, Felicia, go take a seat. And I was like, all right, well, I deserve that, right? Because you're not supposed to mouth right? off to your coach, but right. I was so heated. like I wanted her to do good. I fed her the ball whenever I could. You know, after me, that was and the man. number one target. Damn,
1: man, playing favorites out here. The truth has been told. Everybody that played in that time. No, no, she no, was, no, no, no. She was giving her the ball intentionally. Messed up.
0: No, <laughs> I, I shared it with Kayla, Sabrina, who else doesn't lose? Vani, all those people.
1: You were behind Billy? the bag. You know. Yeah. So there you go, man.
0: It was. Yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah, that's that's very lucky and unique, right? And I'll, a lot of people don't get that. I didn't get that. straight I certainly didn't get it um which coach frankie i felt like my brother should have been pulled up that year um but you know i didn't get that um me and my brother playing together i I was two years above him uh in school but Mm -hmm. he's only one he flunked oh freaking it happens happens. but anyways yeah he got held back and um, I, i moved on and so he was two years below me grade level and i never got the chance right uh his sophomore year, I was already a senior, so mm. he wasn't able to come up. Uh, that would have been play. something. That would have been really fun because that dude—he was a great athlete as well, right? He—he—he, he, uh, he, I like to say he imitated me a little bit, but Probably. he won't admit it. He oh, he won't. Admit won't. It. But anyways, um, yeah, he—he he was really good, and I felt like he should have played up there, and I didn't really get the chance to do that. That my two younger brothers did get that opportunity to play together though, uh, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. That's very unique, and I think that's oh, we have another one. Jeez, man, who's next? Just when, just when I thought we had him. Let me see, my boy. Oh, Albert! He's asking me, can you break those ankles? i don't know man probably I back her, in I, the day but I not now that, i saw her in that
0: in that uh oh no, no 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 i saw her in that
1: teacher in that teacher uh student teacher student game i don't know man i don't she was moving a little
0: <sighs> the floor was slippery no man it was, the it shoes, was it, look it was guys the floor it was crazy look guys it was awful <laughs> i don't
1: know if she didn't have the right shoes but she could not blame it on the floor because that gym is brand spanking brand new, new. <laughs> so the wax is fresh everything's fresh so I don't know what was it that what was it with you that day, man? I was like,
0: you were like, ah. honestly, I'm old. And now. you were like passing the ball super slow. And I, then you
1: miss shots, man. You don't. You never miss.
0: I just I haven't played. I don't play consistently anymore. The I mean, elbows, I was out of shape.
1: The elbow was starting. To...
0: It was the men's ball. We. It was the men's ball when oh. I was missing, and then the girls' game came around, and I hit like three threes in a row, and the crowd, the students went wild. But yeah, the floor was so slippery. It was slippery. I did. I
1: did see Regalado freaking slip all over the floor, or somebody fell, super yeah, crazy. Yeah,
0: everybody was. All the teachers were like falling. Like yeah, was, like they were like sliding everywhere. Were I was. Yeah. I was like, what
1: the hell? Did somebody not like clean the floor before this? Yeah, like what Mr. Drove? Madrid what jumped drove? into
0: like students. And yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't think the principal liked that. I saw her face, and she looked really. Really upset. Probably concerned. Especially because I think Regalado at one point packed the kid and the kid like fell off. I think it was uh, Damien, the basketball player. Um, eighth grader? Grade? What's his name? He's an eighth grader. Uh, what was oh, Damien,
0: the little point guard. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. He like packed him or he went for like to lock yeah. his shot, a layup or something like Me that, bro. and he like ran him over. And I was like, dang, dude! Like the principal is not gonna like the teachers hurting students like that. You want to
0: play with the big dogs, right? Hey, gotta take it.
1: Sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. But looks like that's about it, Albert. Thanks a lot for putting me on the spot, bro. But I think you can't break my ankles to this day. I'm not much of a basketball player. I can play defense, but I can't shoot. I'm not. I'm not that type of athlete, man. Oh, yeah. I'm a soccer, you know, track star, you know, football, you know, cool. But baseball, fast, pace, baseball, I can't do. Baseball, basketball, I can't do. I can't do it. I really can't. But anyways, let's not talk about, you know, let's not put myself <laughs> in the spot. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, stay tuned for my next ep- My next guest for the next episode. Uh, by the way, too, shirts, long sleeves, short sleeves, crew necks, all that good stuff. Let me know. DM me your size. DM me what item you'd like. And, you know, I shoot you the price from there. and We could go from there. But... Thank you, Felicia, for coming awesome. on.: Thank here you and,
0: for having me. And
1: speaking to these young folk out here. I got a lot of yes. high school kids that follow me, so awesome. you know a well, good amount, I'm not going to say a lot, but a good amount. so you know, listen to your teachers. Do not give teachers a hard time All right? They're out here that get enough they don't get that much money, right they're like firefighters, they don't get that much money, and they get <laughs> thrown into the fire all the dang time. Yeah. <laughs> so love your teachers. be good to your teachers. all right. Band productions out.